0: Welcome to Tales from Behind the Veil. I'm Patrice Catan, and I'm an expert in the fashion, bridal, and event planning industry for over 40 years. And I'm Leah Haslidge, Patrice's sidekick
1: and producer. On today's show, we'll have legendary designer Yvonne Dome sharing her expertise on Mother of the Bride and After Six Attire. Hi, Patrice. Hi, Yvonne.
0: I'm so excited for the lady that I have today. She is a designer by trade for over 35 years in MOBs for the mother of the bride, mother of the groom, and of course, party attire. Well, hello, Yvonne. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I was happy to because, you know, as I'm trying to teach bridal to my audience, I'm trying to bring in the most professional artistic, creative people to the platform to make them understand what this is all about. Um, Give us a little insight as a designer over all these years. And might I add audience, I've purchased a lot of her samples over 35 years. Everyone was gorgeous. Everyone had a story and everyone fit a certain shape. And also she helped us by designing in many colors. This was very important. So Yvonne, tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I'm one of four daughters. Um, my uh, daddy's a veterinarian and had a farm, So I grew up kind of in a farm. And uh, love fashion since I was a little girl. Decided at five years old that I was going to be a designer and pursue design since very early, since a very early age. I used to design all of my dresses, my sisters, my mom, friends, where I come from, custom-made dresses. It's a very uh, common thing. Uh, So I was able to try and, uh, you know, discover my abilities at a very early age. And I am very fortunate that I've been able to go to a fantastic school, work in the industry, dress a lot of great people and be part of a lot of people's most important locations.
0: Uh, Right now, with the tide changing in the bridal industry, give us a little insight on what you feel is popular in today's market, not only design, but colors.
2: Well, colors, um, I feel that in the moms category, if that's what you're asking me, um, moms prefer to go with a lot of the neutrals and a lot of the dark colors. I wish at times they will, you know, try a little bit brighter things, but we all, after a certain age, we we all, you know, have our own little hang-ups and love to wear the dark colors because we feel they make us look skinny, and we are just more comfortable with darker colors. Depending on the region, you know, there are different color trends, um, I believe that... A lot of girls have some flexibility with colors, you know, and they they're not necessarily dictating to their moms or their uh, future mother-in-laws what they're going to wear. So it's pretty much out there to whatever people like. I have a question
1: for both of you on that, actually. Go ahead. What do you think about the mother of the
0: bride or groom coordinating with the wedding party?
2: I let you go first, Patrice.
0: (laughs) Well, I always had the impression that I wanted it to flow like a picture, like a watercolor. And with that being said, we want no break in the color palettes. So my opinion is white or ivory wedding gown or a touch of pink or a touch of black, whatever you choose for your special day. And then we choose the bridesmaids. And then we go to the MOB and MOG. Now, that's got a flow. We don't need pale pink bridesmaids and purple mother's dress. I agree. There's no flow. Now, a lot of the mothers like black, dark navy. That can be adjusted in with the bridesmaids in the proper way. Yvonne, tell them how you went about that. This is where Yvonne was brilliant. A lot of times she would design a dress and it had two tones in it, whether it was in the fabric or in the lace part or in the beading. And this gave it more versatility when you were deciding uh, exactly what to purchase. Um, My feeling is uh, the bridesmaids need to be picked first only because the bride is very stressed about this, of picking the right style uh, to fit all of her bridesmaids. Mothers is is a little bit more difficult because sometimes they're set in their ways what they want to wear, so Yvonne, tell them how you tied all that in.
2: Well, in every dress I design, I try to offer color alternatives. Always having our basic and more preferred colors like the navies, like the blacks. Instead of black, because a lot of religions and a lot of brides don't like moms to wear black. Well then I offered charcoals, dark grays, grays with a shade of a pink in it. Tried to give a variety of color variations within a story. In the navies, we could always add the periwinkle. We could add the kobals. You know, we try to expand in a colored shade with highs and lows. Uh, with beading and laces, like Patrice was explaining, with when you do beading, reflection, even if you do in navy, the bead is going to catch uh, a certain reflection, which is going to give a, a certain density and variety within the shade. And moms just, moms are pretty open at times with when you offer alternatives like Instead of the navy, they'll go with a cobalt. You know, as long as it is in the family, I think that people are open to try things.
0: And also explain to them that when you design, you design for all figures. This makes a big difference, right, Yvonne?
2: Absolutely. As you know, there's people up all different shapes and sizes, some taller, some shorter, you know, some uh, more conservative than others. I try to design not just for the occasion, but for the different shapes and highlighting the different uh, and most uh, special, uh, you know, whether it is the neckline, whether somebody feels okay with their arms, I try in every dress that I design to make sure that from every angle that you look at it, there is something nice. The seams, you know, are properly lined up. You know, the waist looks like it's going in so she looks smaller. I try not to add too many gathers in the sides to make the person look wider. Um, I try little tricks that are going to enhance someone's figure, okay? There's uh, styles that are more suitable for a taller person than other styles. I do take into account all the different shapes and offer all different kind of alternatives in everything that I design.
0: That's what made her product so sellable because she had something for everybody. And again, we know As people in the business over the years, uh, weddings are stressful for the bride. What we're trying to educate here, and you have one of the best that is talking today, we're trying to educate you to have a stress-free wedding. If you do things in chronological order and you do them slowly, you will get farther than trying to accomplish this very fast. I always say, pick the gown, pick the bridesmaids, then get to the mothers and the grandmothers because they're very important too. Also, am I correct, Yvonne? Um, it's, it's very important that you let the mothers and the grandmothers be their own person. There's many a girls today that'll say, no, mom, you're not wearing this. Absolutely not. That's out. Well, mothers are their own people also. So somewhere we have to kind of nurture them and let them to some extent be their own person. Do you agree?
2: Completely agree. Remember, these pictures are going to last forever. The pictures, the movies, and you want to make sure that the person is feeling comfortable with themselves, you know, with what they're wearing, with how they see themselves. So I completely agree that, you know, the girls, the brides should ease up a little bit, you know, and, you know, allow for people to express themselves, their moms, their grandmothers. And yes, their opinion is important, but think about, you know, how important that person is you know, and how much they've done for you through the years and allow them to be and to shine and be part of that big occasion. With that, though, I have that scene
1: from Monster-in-Law mm-hmm. with Jane Fonda and JLo in my head. Oh, that's a good movie. What do you do if the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom is insisting on wearing white or beige or ivory? Like, what do you do in that situation? How do you handle that?
0: Oh, God. Go ahead, Yvonne.
2: Uh, I, in my case, I can tell you that not many of my dresses for a mother of the bride or mother of the groom, per se, will be offering those kind of colors. But there's always someone, you know, that that wants to do that. And, uh, you know, I guess it's a matter of it's a matter of how the bride feels about it. You know, Uh, I don't think it's right, but. You know, who are we to say is wrong, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, I think we go back to tradition, okay? Through the years, Yvonne, from the time you started uh, to this point of time, give us an insight how... After Five Wear also, not just mothers, there's After Five, there's Guest of the Bride. That's right. uh, That encompasses a much wider variety of gowns. From A to Z, how have they transformed in today's market?
2: Um, I believe in today's market, you know, people are a little bit more flexible uh, than they used to be. And they're willing to try a lot more things than before. There used to be that in the particular category of the mother of the bride, there was a certain uh, look, like the chiffon skirt with the drop waist, cover arms. You know, for some reason, we have this stereotypical dress that a mother should wear. Now, a mother should wear whatever fits their body, right? Whatever makes her feel comfortable, you know? And she has, you know, a very important role in that event. So there's going to be a spotlight to her. So I always, when I do trunk shows, I always tell moms, the second most important person at that wedding is going to be you. So make sure that you pick something beautiful and that you give yourself a chance to wear things that perhaps you wouldn't have allowed yourself before
0: to wear. That's absolutely right. What was your favorite design overall over the years? Over the years? Okay. I think I know, but I'm going to see what you say.
2: Okay. Um Are you talking about a particular style number or are you talking about...
0: Just a design. Well, style number would be the same idea, but which fashion for Mother of the Bride was what you loved the most?
2: Well, I have to say that the most exciting things for me to design, I have to say, I like when mothers try to be a little bit daring and are willing to try things a little bit different. I like a little bit of sexiness in a dress. I like slits. I like, you know, plunging necklines, you know. I love accessorizing dresses as well. A lot of moms, they go to buy a dress, and the first thing, you know, when they look at a dress, they want to have their arms covers. But when they see a dress with a long sleeve, They don't necessarily, they think that's old. So I have come up with little tricks, you know, when it comes to that. And in terms of the dresses that I like the most, I think I like, I always like a slimmer silhouette, you know, with a great shawl that I could do different kind of looks with. I don't know what you have in mind because I have designed so many dresses through the years. I'm curious to think which one you think is my.
0: Well, actually, that's what I was thinking. It was the more modern mother of the bride. Okay, great. It was the fit and flares or the straight silhouettes, strapless with the shawls, maybe beading, maybe no beading, play on the fabric. This is a dramatic look for the mother of the bride or groom, and it sets them apart from the daughter, but it makes them the next special person in the wedding. Uh, You've designed so many over the years, I wouldn't know where to start or finish. Neither do I. I Well, I can remember going into market and trying to buy them. And, you know, everybody in retail has a budget. Well, my budget would blow up because I thought they were all good. So consequently, you know, you're thinking of different personalities and you're thinking of people's different opinions. And again, am I correct to say, and I think we've talked about this before, that basically the bride sets the stage for what she's going to name her wedding. What is she trying to say? Is it traditional? Is it modern? Is it rustic? Whatever. And all the garments have to follow with it to tell the story.
2: The main character, that bride is gonna be everything. This is her moment and she is going to create the wedding of her dreams in the kind of setting she has dreamed of with the dress of her that she has always seen herself with.
0: And uh, she's going to decide for sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. Leah, do you have any input on this, honey? Actually, I'm kind of curious. What has been
1: your favorite moment with the mother of the bride that you have dressed?
2: I will tell you is when a mom is very shy, She has, you know, she's a little bit maybe conservative and she came in with a set mind of a dress that I didn't necessarily think was the right dress for her. I didn't think that it it highlighted her attributes and she allowed me to offer my opinion and gave her the dress that I can see her dress with And she fell in love with herself and uh, it made her look at herself in a completely different way. It's like something that
1: Patrice always says, keep yourself open minded.
2: I completely agree. I mean, very often we create these stereotypes in our minds um, of what perhaps like Patrice said, tradition, what people are going to say. And we just don't give ourselves the chance to really explore all the alternatives and all the wonderful things that life has to offer because there's a lot of choices out there. And um, we should at least try things, not
0: be afraid to try things. Well, you know, um, when I was selling bridal and you did the same, Ivan. I would always say to the girl, okay, what do you like? Same to a mother. What do you like? What are you looking for? And I kind of give them a little bit of rope. And then I reel them in. And when I see what they're picking and they try it on and they're dancing around in front of the mirror and they're iffing around whether they like it or not, I say, now humor me. Let me show you this. And they'll look at me and they'll go, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, how many I don't know about that to have we heard over I the want years? To say
2: every mom that comes, comes with that kind of attitude. You know, uh, right. They they think they know. Okay. And at the same time, they're afraid of what they think they know. And that's where we're able to somehow, after they tried everything they thought was what they wanted, we're able to kind of sway them into trying to something a little bit different and be
0: a little bit more adventurous. Well, that's that's where I come to um, doing this podcast and inviting um, designers like yourself in to educate the girls with people that have been in the trenches for many, many years and really understand a wedding and what you do with it. Um, There's a lot of books on it. There's a lot of people that talk on it, and I'm sure they're all wonderful. But you can't take away from working in the trenches, And I would say, Yvonne, you and I have been in the trenches a very long time, and we worked from the bottom up, and we educated ourselves with right and wrong to help the public. What that does is it perceives less stress for the bride, and the flow of the wedding becomes happier. This is a happy time. We don't need to argue about what your mother's wearing to the wedding. Are you great? We also don't need the mothers to argue with the daughters, oh, I don't like that. Take it off. Well, you're not wearing it. So there's a lot of variables. and we love the mothers and we love the brides. And I think in the positions we're in, we have a lot of good ideas in any direction a bride is going to make it simplified, but yet paint the most beautiful oil color of your special day. Bonjour,
2: this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor,
0: What do you think is going to be the popular color this year?
2: I feel, you know, I feel they're reoccurring of pinks in some shape, way, or, or form. Whether it is a, a few shot for the South and, and bright, you know. Uh, again, with that, if we're going to go pinks, well, it's going to be probably the, the blush color again. I, one of my favorites still, you know, that whole skin color. I love that very nude look that it makes the whole person. It, it could be tricky sometimes because, you know, uh, the different uh, skin color shades, but I just think if it's done nicely, if it's the right hue, it could be beautiful. When I'm saying hot pink, I see the wines are still you know, very, very popular. And I think it's still a derivative of the same pinks and fuchsias and, you know, the color of beautiful flowers. Flowers right now, we're seeing a lot of three-dimensional flowers. We're seeing a lot of dimension. So my pick is going to be for the pink shades. What do you think?
0: I do agree. I've always loved the pinks. And I tell you what else I've really liked, and it maybe sounds bizarre, but I've liked where a girl is in an ivory dress. Okay. And all her bridesmaids are in gold. I I love it too. I think
2: that's great. And then add to that a mom that then is going to be wearing either a, a light coral, you know, or a petal pink. You know, that combination is beautiful. You know, the bridesmaids are wearing gold. You know, the bride is wearing beautiful ivory. And the moms are in shades of,
0: you know, beautiful pinks. And to connect that together, the bouquets for the bridesmaids should have the coral in it. And that connects the whole thing together. The other thing is... um, With the bridesmaids, and this is a little bit off the subject, but it's important: is the mothers with their corsages never pin them on the mothers' dresses? I feel Um, a wrist corsage is fine, but we don't want to take away from the gown. The other thing is is the brides and the bridesmaids carrying the bouquets way up to their neck. So you can't see the beauty of the gowns. Now, this might seem incidental, and it's a little bit off gear, but by the same token, it's very important to connect all that together. Do you think you're
1: going to see more of the lighter, brighter colors because it was trending for quite some time They have like the burnt oranges and like that dark, fallish, more a little bit more gothic-y type of trend and kind of like the dark and heaviness of, our climate with COVID, for example, that now everyone just wants to be lighter and brighter and celebrate and be happy?
2: I think that everybody is trying to brighten their world, uh, brighten things around themselves. So I think people are allowing themselves to be a little bit happier because everything that have happened. Life is unpredictable. And uh, I think that as a result, people are. Learn, trying to learn to enjoy all those little things and moments and, you know, not being so intense about it. So, yes, I think that color is a great way of, you know, expressing, you know, and attracting good things, you know, and lightness and happiness.
0: Color makes you feel a certain way. Well, see, now we agree completely. <laughs> and again, <laughs> we have to agree. You know, what was one of your funniest moments in design? Uh,
2: Great question. I don't know. Um, maybe it would be the way that somebody will perceive something that I did. I can't think of any specific thing. I take what I do very serious. I don't have a lot of fun with myself and things or don't allow because I take everything very serious. But I'm sure there's plenty of things that in the process of designing, you know, or the perception of, you know, how people have perceived a style. Uh, maybe is I design a dress and the person that look at it sees something in the dress that I can't see, but they see something in a funny place, or they see something that's sticking out of somewhere that it shouldn't be, or that it's hitting their face, or sometimes fashion elements can really feel awkward to the, the person that's wearing them. So it, it probably has to do something
0: with that. Well, you know, you're very correct, Yvonne, because when they would put on the after five pieces, maybe the bead was not quite in the right place and they go, can you get it out of there? Or why <laughs> is that piece of lace here? Okay, good. I'll cut the whole dress up and let's re-sew it's it. It's true. I mean... It depends where it sits on your body, and it's really fine, but their eyes see something different than we do. The other thing that I used to laugh about is you did a lot of dresses with trains, and they would say to me, okay, um, I'm not wearing that train. What do I do with it? I said, well, it's on the dress. What do you mean, what are you going to do with it? (laughs) You're going to wear it. And the object of the exercise here is that it, it's a sense of, what would I say, um, tradition, elegance in fashion. It adds just a little bit of oomph to the gown. And I said, when you walk in and you walk down the aisle of the church, you leave it down. Oh, well, I might mean, trip over it. I said it's behind you. You're not going to trip over anything.
2: That's a really good one and I did not think about that. But when I first started in this category, one of the things that, you know, I have been known for and was one of my signatures was all those little trains and extended uh fish tails and and things, and I saw they're so glamorous. They really add a little extra something, and you know, fashion, fashion is beautiful. So for that special occasion, why not, you know, wearing that little element that's gonna elevate your dress, From a regular dress to something, you know, that you will see in a in a high fashion or you see in the red carpet, you know, Uh, and you are correct. A lot of people I will hear people say, can you please I want a dress, but you need to cut the train. I I don't want the train. And I'm saying it's you know what, if I bustle it, if I do this, let it Okay, maybe you
0: could have it shorter, but leave it because it just. That's a little piece of glamour. It's regal. Well, it's nostalgia. And did you notice, uh, looking through the years past, maybe say 1920, 1930, I see that everything goes in a circle. Oh, yeah. Everybody says, this is the new thing. No, it's really not the new thing. It's the old thing reincarnated into a new thing with a little bit of flair. And if you go back and you study this, no matter what the area of fashion it is, you will find that a lot of this came from years ago and is coming forward. And it's a very interesting for the bride to educate herself into this, pick up a few articles, go go on the internet and go back through the years and you will see that this will tell you the story that you really want to show at your particular wedding. So it's very interesting how they think today. Now, in the after five category for the guests of the brides Mm -hmm. and the grandmothers, the grandmothers kind of fall with the mothers. Am I correct? Yes.
2: Yes. Especially, you know, uh, everybody is looking younger these days. So nobody wants to look old. I say... You know, when I design, I think this is very important and I want you all to know, I call there should be the three S's. One is the special. Every person, every person wants to feel special. Second, everybody wants to be skinny. Everybody wants to look skinny. Nobody wants to look heavy. And number three, I always said every woman wants to feel sexy. So, uh... In a dress, I try to incorporate those things some way, somehow. Uh, And at every age, you see everybody, you know, wanting to show the best part of themselves, of course.
0: Well, you know, you're such a delight to interview because of not only your passion, but your insight And your creativity to the highest level flows out of your head like popcorn. (laughs) And you can stand there and watch you, and you can say 10 different things in five minutes. And you can see them in your head. And I can see them in my head. And this is what very, what should I say? Oh, good, very professional that a true artist can see it in their head and see it finished before they've even started. And this is how they know they're in the right direction. So your knowledge is monumental. Well, thank you so much. I like
2: to think I live my life by trying to be every day better than the day before, learn something new every day. And it is very important for me to not just be relevant, but just to
0: still be pioneering new things and new ways of doing things in our industry. Well, that's true. And I think too that at this given time and the amount of years we've been doing this, I think it's challenging, but it's very interesting also to be able to draw our knowledge to the bride and her family and also try to keep. Open of the modernistic views that are coming out in today's society, and maybe go for a lot of them, but then try to soften it a little bit. Thank you for giving me your special time today. Good luck in the future. I'll be hearing from you soon. And my audience out there, listen to everything we're telling you. We are here help?
2: Well, thank you so much for having me and good luck to all of you. I hope that you enjoy what I had to say. Thank you too. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Frank Bird and the production team, producer Leah Haslidge, that's me, and audio engineer Dave Douglas.